Welcome to the Smart Connector, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs be the leader their ideal people love. Build your influence, wealth and success, attract others for all the right reasons and become a Smart Connector, the architect of your amazing business and life. I connected with Torsten Heller through his marketing director, Frederick, who I met at the Hypergrowth Conference in London. Torsten is such an incredible guy. He's very, very inspirational, very people-orientated. He's the CEO of Greenberg Technology in Norway. And it was really exciting for me also to interview a European tech CEO. So I'm sure that you will love this telephone interview between us. I'd like to welcome Torsten Heller as my guest today. Torsten is CEO, co-founder and chief innovator of Greenberg Technology, a venture capital-based B2B software service provider to the energy sector, and he's based in Oslo, Norway. Torsten's also a respected and sought-after advisor and mentor to tech startups and startup founders throughout Europe. Torsten, thank you for agreeing to be interviewed for the Smart Connector podcast. Thank this- you. Good yeah. morning. Good morning. This is all about why people should come first in business always. So to kick off in simple terms, because we have an audience of entrepreneurs from many different sectors, could you tell us in your own words what you do and where your customers are? Yeah, thank you. So Greenbird uh, was founded in 2010 because we have seen the opportunity and the business potential to build a platform for utilities driving the digital transformation. So we all have worked for a long time in the utility industry, and we have seen that all of the utilities would always have the same kind of challenges to handle data, to handle system integration, to handle the data flows between all the involved parties. And that's where we found the opportunity to build a cloud-based platform, an integration platform as a service to accelerate the digital uh, transformation for the utilities. And that's what we have done since 2010. And as you mentioned, Greenberg Integration Technology, we are headquartered in Oslo, in Norway, but we are doing business all around the globe. So we have clients in Taiwan, we have clients in the Middle East, we have clients in Germany, of course, many clients in the Nordics. Company headquartered in Oslo, but doing business all around the globe. Wow, that's really exciting. So you're a truly global business. Yes, I, I always uh, think uh, Greenberg is now a global company and... Uh, we still will have our headquarters in Oslo. We still want to drive business out from our Norwegian style of doing business, but yes. we have global business. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that sounds great. So let's let's kick off. Torsten, I'd like to ask you what's most important to you in business and life. I think for me, in business and life, it's it is the same uh, because in the end. And I think I'm talking for most of the people here. We all want to have some kind of an impact. So everything we want to do, everything I want to do, I want to have an impact, maybe just small impacts, maybe just small changes. And if I think about Greenbird, if I think about myself, if I can do only a small impact as an example 
to, to save our planet because we are providing some smart energy solutions, then I have done exactly what I want to do. So doing small things, but uh, having impact, I think that is the most important, both in life and business. Wow, that is amazing, Torsten. Thank you so much for that. So can I ask you, do you think that people matter more than products? And if so, why? Oh, for me, it's no doubt. Yeah, it's all about the people. And uh, I think to answer that, I don't know how much time we have because you have to take several perspectives. But one of the most important things I always tell my people in Greenberg too, one important thing to understand, you never sell to companies, you always sell to people. So it's all about the people. When, when we do sales, when we work with companies, in the end, we work with people on yes. the one side. On the other side, of course, whatever we are doing, in the end, I don't want to build my, build my company just to do business for other businesses. I want to have, as I said, impact, and uh, you only can impact people. So I think people is the most important, yeah. Wow, that's absolutely amazing, Torsten, and very inspirational. Thank you. Do you believe that influence and connection create competitive advantage in the B2B tech sector? And if so, why? I would even uh, say maybe in harder words, I even believe you have to do influencing and you have to have the connections and the network to succeed in business. Yes. At least uh, our business, we are quite tech savvy, we are in a business with integration, big data, artificial intelligence. And for many of our clients, they, they have heard about it, but they really don't know how to use it or how to leverage these kind of technologies. Yes. These clients to understand the potential, we always have to influence, we always have to use our network, our connections to get in touch with the right people. But we also have to understand how we can help these people and we are only we only can do that by influencing on the one side but on the other side we need the connections and the networks because still we are a company from oslo doing business around the globe without a network without a global network and without influencing the decision makers it's not possible Yes, absolutely. And that's a very interesting point that you make about being based in Oslo, because probably mean that you would have to draw more heavily, as you said, on your powers of influence and connection and prioritize that more in your business in order to get through to these people and make them understand the benefits of your services. Exactly. And that is, again, related to, uh, to what I said in the beginning, we want to have an impact. And yes. to have an impact, you have to change mindsets, you have to change lifestyle. And the only way to do it, you have to influence. You have to influence the influencers. You have to use your network to influence. And that is exactly the way we are driving our business. Yes, fantastic. So how would you say your focus on business relationships has impacted your profits, Torsten? It's uh, extremely crucial for us to do that because... We are in a business, as you mentioned, in a B2B business. We are in a quite regulated business. We are in a business, let's say, globally around the globe. There are maybe 5,000, 10,000 utilities. 1,000 of them are our core clients, the big ones. 
So we have to build out these business relations to work with these clients and, of course, to build and grow our profits. So these kind of business relations are extremely important. And one thing, I think utility and uh, energy and oil and gas, in this area, in this sector, the people all They know each other. There's a huge community. When you go to a conference, you always meet the same kind of people wherever you go. So it's all about these business relations and then using the relation to come into a new business, into a new company, extremely important. Yes. Yeah, so what you're saying is that it's business relationships are absolutely integral to your success. They, ca they can't be separated from your success or seen as sitting on the outside, it is what your business is all about, your business success and your profits. It is exactly what you said. I, uh, as I said, you do business to business, but at the end, it is people to people business we are doing. Yes. Yes. So, Torsten, what do you think are the most important qualities for business leaders in tech today? That is an interesting question. We are a VC-backed company, and typically in a VC-backed company, Uh, after some time, you would find that the VCs want the CEO to be a, let's say, a more business, more financial guy. Yes. I, I really believe in a tech company, I believe the CEO has to be a tech guy. Because one of the most important things is it's all about vision, the vision for the future. It's not only the vision for your company, your product. I all, uh, but I also believe together with the clients, we have to envision the future for the industry you are working in. You have to envision for a given client what you can achieve together. And to do that, I really believe you should be a domain expert. You should be a tech expert being in charge of the company as a leader. So I know that many VC-backed companies would think differently I really think one of the most important qualities for business leaders in tech is really understand tech, really understand the domain you are pushing uh, your technology into. And then, of course, you need the quality of being able to talk business and tech. You need the qualities and you need the skills to be able to explain, to educate, to influence the market and the clients. I think that is extremely. And if you are able to do that, then you can also influence and lead your company, your employees, your co-workers. But I strongly believe in you have to be a tech guy, a domain guy to drive a tech business like Greenworld. Fantastic. But you're also saying that It's great to be a tech guy, but you have to be able to communicate the value. You have to start with a deep insight, which of course comes from being a tech guy, but then you have to be able to communicate the value of that, which not all tech guys are great at doing, are they? So if you can, then that is something that creates enormous, enormous competitive advantage, right? Exactly. And what I see, and just to build on what you said, You will meet many tech people. They would always talk about the features in their yes. platform, in their product. But that's not really what clients buy. A client never buys a feature. A yes. client would always buy a benefit. 
And for me, one of the easiest or the simplest tests to find out is a tech guy, also business-minded, is to ask, what is the benefit? Uh, tell me the difference between a feature, an advantage, and a benefit. And this small exercise is one of the tips I would anyway give to anybody in the industry. Always think through feature, advantage, benefit. You have to focus on benefit. You never sell a feature. You only sell benefits. That's very interesting because benefits are really very closely linked to the value that you're giving to others. And of course, if you can't cross that bridge, then it has no meaning. Your products have no meaning or no significance, do they? Exactly. And that is, again, without a benefit, you cannot have an impact. And then we are back to the first question we discussed today. What do we want to achieve? What do we want to do? We want to change something. We want to have an impact. And to do that, you have to be able to tell people the benefits. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's fantastic. So, Torsten, how do you inspire and motivate your employees? Oh, that's a hard one. Typically, I would say ask my co-workers. I'm not sure. Okay. But I think the most important thing is to have a vision. To have a vision on the one side, where are we going as a company and what is our part in changing the world? It can be a small thing, but anyway, I think to motivate people, you need to have the kind of story. What are you doing? What are, how can you change a situation? How can you solve a bigger thing? Something like that. So you need this vision and you need the story. And what I also found it's quite important to motivate people, you always need a kind of an enemy out there. Example, you remember from Apple, Steve Jobs, he always had IBM as a kind of an enemy. So if you have as a company a kind of an enemy, somebody you are fighting against and you want to beat, and on the other side, you have the vision, you have a story, where do you want to go with the company, where you want your co-workers to join your journey, I think that's what people motivates. Wow, I think that's absolutely amazing. So can I ask you, or is it a secret, who is your enemy? <laughs> oh, our enemies are the traditional system integrators. Okay. And I have been a system integrator myself before I started Greenbird. So I have been for many, many years a system integrator and I know about the business selling hour by hour invoicing and billing the client hour by hour for things you have done for other clients a thousand times before. And that is exactly the business model we are ch uh, challenging. That, is our, uh, that are our enemies. So we are fighting the traditional system integration model. I understand. So you're disrupting and innovating in your sector. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. So, Torsten, you're an entrepreneur, but also a mentor. So what advice do you give to your mentees about people and relationships in business? And what problems or issues do they typically bring to you? What I tell people always, one, of, uh, one advice is to think about business relations like dating. You would uh, uh, see a lot of tech companies 
They meet clients, and in the first meeting, they would already tell the clients all the features they do not support. But if you compare it with dating, if you meet your potential future partner for, uh, for the first time, you would never talk about all your bad habits or all the things you are not good at. But that is one of the things where I always uh, try to give advice to the companies I mentor for. Think about business relations like dating. Yes. Three things you need in business and three things you need in a relationship too. You always need a trust. You must trust, uh, you must build trust. The second thing is, of course, you need chemistry. The third thing in the end, you need a joint future. You need a future together. And that's exactly the same in dating, in relations, but also in business. And that is one of the things I would always uh, try to tell younger companies, younger CEOs or younger business uh, leaders, think about it's like dating. Yes. So you obviously are a very skilled person in terms of relationship development. So your advice on dating is, is interesting. But not everybody has the same interpersonal skills. Do you think that this resonates with, with the people that you mentor? And have you seen them change as a result of the advice that you've given them? Yeah, I think so. Because what I can see is uh, that depending how old or experienced you are in business, you are changing the understanding of business too. Yes, yes. As, as a young CEO or a young founder, you always think about Features. You always think about you, you, you. But after some time, when you have been in business and you had the possibility to work closely with clients and partners, then you start understanding, number one, the benefits. And in the end, the benefits link again to the future, what I said, dating and uh, business relations. That is one thing. So what I can see is people change, yeah, and people are happy to learn Yes. Typically, the typical pattern is uh, that companies, they start with a product and everything is related to features, 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 and yes. they forget about the dating part in business. Yes, yes. Fantastic advice. Thank you. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned about people in your business career to date, Torsten? One of the most important things is uh, to understand that you have to build this kind of a relation to the people, as I mentioned, even if I do B2B, business to business, in the end, I do people to be, uh, people business. That yes. is important to understand. And what, uh, what is quite important is when we talk to clients, potential clients or to partners, then we always have to think about how can I make my partner or my client to become a hero? It's yes. Evil. That is important. How can I help or empower the pairs to become heroes? That is one of the most important things what I have learned. Uh, instead of focusing more on the business side, sometimes it is the personal side. How can I help the guy? How can I help my partner to become a hero? That is quite important. That's absolutely amazing. So, Torsten, would you say that you're always right about people? And are there any times when you've been wrong? Yeah, I would like to say I'm always right about people, but I'm not. 
Unfortunately. <laughs> who is? Yeah, who is, exactly. But uh, I have to be honest, I am judging people quite, uh, quite fast. I'm uh, always judging a book on the cover, unfortunately, but uh, I'm old enough or experienced enough to change my mind. No, I'm not always right about people, but I have learned to trust uh, my gut feeling. Uh -huh. One of the most important things. Uh, I, I have been wrong, yeah, but interestingly, most of the times, it's not about the people, but sometimes you have a situation where you really meet good people, experienced people, fun people, but sometimes they just don't fit into your company. That doesn't mean the people are wrong. That doesn't mean the people have the wrong skill, but there might be just a way of doing business in your company. The way the company is built doesn't fit the way these people are. That yes. is quite a, a huge difference, I think. Yes. So if people are doing something that doesn't work for you or your business, how do you confront or challenge them? How do, how do you actually manage a situation like that? Say you've taken on somebody and you realize that it's not working. That is also a hard one because that is a cultural thing. We have always to think about the cultural background where somebody comes from because that can be people be hired to the company, but that can also be partners, that can also be clients. So yes. it's really important to understand the culture where the people come, uh, come from. And based on the culture, we have to streamline in the end the message. Yes. But in the end, if there is a relation and the relation is not working out, then we have to end it. But we have to end it in a way because... It's a small world. We always meet twice. So we have to, to end it in a good way. And it yes. cannot be a fight or something like that. But it's depending on, on the culture, how to address it, can we, how directly you can say things. It's always a cultural thing. But in the end, we have to end it. But it has to be based on the culture. And it has to be in good vibes. Fantastic. So, Torsten... Have you ever wanted to trade your customers for bigger, higher value ones? And if so, how did you make this transition? We have never done that. We still stick also to our small, smaller clients or the clients we had in the beginning of our business. Yes. Because in the end, these clients, they have made us to be yes. as we are today. So we give our Early clients, the smaller ones, the Scandinavian clients, exactly the same support as the big ones. And that is also important for us because we think these clients, they have quite in the early days of Green World, they have trusted us and they have used our platform as a mission-critical infrastructure. Yes. And now we're going to pay back. So we treat the smaller ones, we treat the early ones in exactly the same way between the big ones. That's amazing, Torsten. Uh, that's really, really fantastic. Can I ask you, uh, you're VC-backed. So what would you say investors look for in the people and businesses they choose to back, other than, of course, a juicy spreadsheet and, and the numbers? Is, is there more? I'm quite sure and I'm quite convinced that in the end, the VCs, 
they they do not invest in your solution or they do not invest in in your proposal or in your spreadsheet or in some kind of a excel sheet showing you a hyper growth what they invest is in the people and i believe the most important for vcs is to have a team to see the founders and see the founders are really burning what they are doing the burning desire to plan to have an impact the burning de desire to change the burning desire to to challenge as an example the traditional system integration model as we did i think that is exactly what the vcs are looking for vcs they get i don't know how many deals they get proposed a year let's assume a thousand deals a year they cannot understand all the business models and all the technologies in the end they are looking for the people having a burning desire to succeed fantastic so torsten um how do you build your relationships with vcs and investors and how do you communicate the value of what you do other than showing them the numbers we have several uh, strategies of course we are investing heavily in being on conferences on exhibitions that is quite uh, quite important during the exhibitions you will meet a lot of investors potential investors you will meet a lot of vc people so you have to invest to be at these kind of exhibitions to yes. find and get in touch with the people and then it's also important to constantly feed the investors and the vcs with information and when i see feed what i mean is to influence to tell them what we believe is the future here is a new technology we believe can change the the energy system here is what we think is a cool technology a cool company and how it could partner with greenberg i think it's important to meet these people and then you have constantly to feed them this information with articles with thoughts because in the end you have to be a thought leader you have to demonstrate that you know your business your technologies that's what they are looking for and that is also what we try to do so we are spending quite an effort in influencing the energy industry so i really believe uh, we are thought leaders within utility innovation i really believe we are one of the companies driving the energy revolution and that is important for us to communicate the value what we are doing because in the end we are just one part of the entire industry we are just one part of the energy revolution but we have to be the thought leaders having the big ideas having to envision the future and that is the way we are communicating in the end the value of our services too I love that because what you're talking about is also having an ongoing dialogue with them and having a dynamic relationship So I think a lot of people think that once the investors have have made the the big move and invested the funds that they don't necessarily have to treat the relationship as a dynamic evolving one and what you're saying is that that is is critical to just keep on working at it and showing that 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 the value that you're creating is ongoing Exactly and uh, that second thing what I think is quite important the vcs coming in and backing your company they back your company financially yes but you should use these people they have a huge network their network most probably is much larger and bigger than yours 
you these people. These yes. people would have seen a thousand other utility startups, analytics companies, machine learning. Use these people to get in touch. Use them as your vehicle to drive growth. And that's why you have to communicate with them. That's why you have to be in constant discussion and educate them about what you are doing. And quite important, use the feedback because VCs are smart people. So when they come back to you and they ask, tell me once again your value proposition, then you, you should really think about maybe I have to sharpen my message. Otherwise, he wouldn't ask me. Uh, so use it actively. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Torsten. I know we touched on this briefly, but it's such an important issue. How important is trust in business? I believe and I think it's extremely important. And it's even more important for B2B company like Greenbird. It's even more important for B2B company like us, where we are providing a mission-critical infrastructure. Let me give you an example. We have just implemented our Utilihive platform uh, in Taiwan. So the, the entire power and energy system in Taiwan is now running on our platform, the future system. So these people have to trust Greenbird and these people have to trust me as a CEO in the company that we, the small company from Norway, small compared to them, going to support for the, uh, them for the next five, seven, ten years because we are mission-critical infrastructure. And if yes. they don't trust Greenbird, if they don't trust me, we would never be able to become the mission-critical infrastructure which powers Taiwan or which powers uh, one of the big three in Germany or something like that. So it is extremely important to, to build trust that is also uh, why we invest a lot of time and effort in influencing the industry at thought leaders, because that is one of the things how you can build trust. Yes, because it shows that you're thinking constantly about the impact of the work that you're doing and that you have a, a vision that encompasses the marketplace as opposed to just looking inward at the products that you create. Exactly. Torsten, are there any traits or habits that annoy you in others that you don't like and annoy you? Yeah, there's mainly, mainly two habits. Uh, they are quite related. But in an industry like uh, energy, utilities, oil and gas, you would, you would always meet people and they would tell you, oh, we have tried that before. That is a kind of... Uh, where I, I get annoyed. Yes, you have tried it before, but times have changed. Now technology has changed. So that is one thing. So the people that would always tell you, oh, we have tried that before, or the people who would tell you, but we have done that always like that. So this kind of, we do it always like that, that's annoying me, really. <laughs> we want to we wanna change something. We are in the digital transformation. Our life is changing, so you cannot just, say, oh, we have done that for the last 20 years like that. That's something not working. <laughs> that is one of the things. And the second thing is, in the end, when people do not want to take risks. In the business we are in, in the situation, in the energy revolution or in the digital transformation, 
sometimes you have to take a risk. You yes. have to take a risk to use a new technology, to, to test out new technologies, new companies, and you, you cannot just always choose a safe one. So it's a safe choice. And you remember the saying, you never get fired for hiring IBM? <laughs> yes. And that is exactly one of the things, one of the habits in people which is slowing down innovation. I'm not talking about IBM as a company, but just the way people act, always choosing the safe one. You, yes. have, you have to take risks, otherwise you cannot innovate. Innovation never comes from a safe choice. Fantastic. Are there any habits or traits that you particularly like or warm to in people? Oh, I really like people thinking out of the box. I really like the people who would always start thinking about an idea and, and, and solution and then building on it instead of trying to find a thousand arguments why it won't work. I always like people who find the one argument why it would work and why it would change something. So I'm uh, more into the people who are solution-oriented, who think how can we add value to an idea instead of the people always just looking for the problems. Yes, yes. Torsten, have you ever found it hard to balance the conflicting demands of, of business and personal life? Because you've got a very high level career and you're clearly very passionate about your, your business and your goals. So ha has this ever, have you ever found it tricky to balance, um, to balance your, your personal and your business objectives? Uh, yes, of course, because... Um Driving a company, being a founder, seeing your baby grow, in the end means it's a 24-hour job. It's 24-7. Yes. And uh, in the end, it means uh, clients first. What yes. it means is when a client would call me and, uh, and say, there's a huge opportunity or there's a problem, come to us, I need you in Taiwan tomorrow, I would do that. But that is exactly the way... You have to think if you want to build a company like Green Bird. Then yes. And what I really believe is in this case, personal life and business life, they are so related. So I really believe that Green Bird is also defining a part of myself. So for yes. me, it's hard to, to say that is business, that is personal. But I really believe the person I am today is a lot of Green Bird insight. Yes, very interesting. And have you found that the people in your in your personal life, I mean, I know that obviously, if you're working at a very high level, and you're running um, a very exciting business that the people around you, they often merge that the business and the personal, they become one. But has do you feel as though there is a, a, a connection or a disconnection there at times? And if there is a disconnection, how would you deal with it? I think I'm maybe in a lucky situation because the people around me, and especially family and friends, they all understand what we are doing in Greenberg. Yes. And they all understand that I'm burning for, uh, for what we are doing. And in the end, I think family, friends, all of them, they are also proud of what we have achieved with Greenberg. So uh, I, I am in a lucky situation in this case. Perfect, perfect. Okay, well, 
A last question, Torsten. What are the consequences for entrepreneurs who disregard the people stuff today? Uh, I really think these people will be the what you sometimes would see on the CVs when you see a 25-year-old guy on the CV calling himself a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> what, I, what I mean is, if you are not into the people stuff, if you are not, not focusing on your emotional uh, intelligence, if you are not being interesting in your people around you, you do not succeed. And uh, what I meant with my serial entrepreneur comment is, if you are really trying to achieve something with a company, then you have to go all in. And then you do not have uh, the possibility to be 25 or 28 years old and you have started five, six, seven, eight companies. That's just not possible from a timing perspective. So these people typically have started a company and then after three months, the idea was not working out. That's what they call serial entrepreneurs. Okay. <laughs> so what I really believe is if you are not into the people stuff, if you are not focusing on the people, on your co-workers, on the partners, on the clients, you cannot succeed. And that takes time. It takes time to build a network. So if you want to start a business, if you want to succeed, in the end, you have to stick for it for many, many years and always focus on the people. That's amazing. Amazing, Torsten, because, of course, it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of energy and also thought because if you're not it's easy to focus on yourself but if you're focusing on other people and the difference that you make to them and the difference that you make to the world that what you're saying is that that's a a bigger and a more consuming task but that is also the path to success right exactly exactly yeah well torsten i just want to thank you for becoming a smart connector podcast guest it's been absolutely really great to have you here today and to hear about your your views on business relationship success and i wish you all the best with your business greenberg and thank you so much for joining us thank you so much too good luck to everybody thank you torsten thanks for listening to the smart connector podcast if you've enjoyed this episode, why not head over to janebaylor.com and order a copy of my free report on building your personal brand. I'd love to connect with you on social media. And finally, don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss a show. Thanks for listening in and see you soon.